در بود هستالو Luminous being Zoe, not this crude matter. We lost the transmission, sir. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 60 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined today by the one, the only, Miss Eden Gray. How's it going? Great. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here for Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day. It's a good Star Wars Day. We got cups of coffee with us today. Yeah, hot coffee. There's really only one way that this Star Wars Day could get better with our hot cups of coffee. Donuts. Oh my God, what? (laughs) Donuts, surprise. I had no idea, and they're my favorite kind. With custard in the middle. Did you get one for yourself too, or are they both for me? They're both for you. Yes. Husbands, husbands take notes out there. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so how are you doing today on this lovely Star Wars day with coffee and donuts? Good. It's been a good day overall. You know, I, customer service we had just one little shenanigan um, of, of a frustrating nature today. But that's just one out of all my eight hours of work. So great. Fantastic. Yeah. And we're about to have another hour of awesome Star Wars conversation. Yeah. So yeah, we've been into a whole lot of Star Wars stuff lately. I would love to talk about it. What kind of Star Wars stuff have you been into? Aside from the usual. Um, impatiently checking my order updates for the child merch. How's that going for you? Oh, you know, not going to ship until April, May, June. So, okay. So yeah, now you know how it feels for everybody that ordered their Mandalorian figures from Amazon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and yeah, this kind of thing happens. Like when you pre-order stuff, mm-hmm. you think, oh, I'm an Amazon Prime member. It comes in two days, right? <laughs> They've groomed us to think that. But no, you got to wait six months and sometimes even longer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of okay, I'm okay with it. I just wasn't expecting it to be quite that long. But hey, at least they're on order and everything's like sold out. So There's nonstop Baby Yoda merch out there. In fact, I saw like silver uh, Baby Yoda necklaces today that were like 135 bucks. Yeah, I saw it on the StarWars.com. Yeah. Well, um, I've been doing a lot of Star Wars stuff lately that's not normal for me. I started streaming Star Wars video games. And that's been pretty fun, I mm-hmm. gotta admit. Uh, we started off doing some Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, that was pretty cool. Charlie Skywalker and RFB came in there, watched me on when I was playing Wookie Hookie this past <laughs> Friday. That's fun. So yeah, that was pretty exciting. Thanks everybody for popping in on that. We've got some more video game stuff to talk about, but later that day, we got to do something we've never done before, and that was be a guest on Radio Dakar. Oh yeah, yeah. We did a Mandalorian season one wrap up with Doug Brooks. And you guys got to go check that out. Just uh, hit him up on Twitter at Radio Dakar, D-Q-A-R. It was really fun. I think that was my first time being on someone else's podcast, Yeah, actually. 
did great. Yeah, it, it was it was great. He had great questions and great stuff to think about. And I mean, I was a little intimidated by having to talk about an entire like season um, because, you know, memory of a goldfish sometimes. And but it, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Would do again. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yep. So we also did some other Star Wars streaming, um, and you got to pop in on on this one, right? The Old Republic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing a little, too. Yeah, yeah. So on Sunday, we decided to do something a little more than have you just watch me play a video game. You know, because to me, that sounds really, really freaking boring. It really does. But you know what's crazy, honey, is so many people do that. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um. What's interesting, though, is the idea that we came up with after that. And it was kind of like a your choice, the Old Republic. And so we had people like Rick Villanueva pop in there. Mr. Rez RFB was there for that one. Guys, we had a total blast. It was a lot of fun. I I was playing The Sims 4 while watching your stream on my phone, <laughs> which is pretty cool. It was, nice a great life. Way, it was a great way to spend the day. It was. Uh, and we're all like fighting over which dialogue options you should pick and trying to make your character more evil or less evil. And it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So basically, we uh, let everybody choose and kind of do votes on should it be Sith, should it be uh, light side, should it be a warrior, should it be an inquisitor? And we settled on a Sith Marauder, and it's a Nautilon female. And you guys can actually check out the first two parts on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search Jam Transmissions. We got almost two hours of you guys choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the audience or the everybody in the live chat watching got to choose where you went with the story and what missions you did. And Ooh, they were getting nasty if, if too. If you killed somebody or didn't kill them, or if you let yeah. them go free, and <laughs> they were out for blood. Oh yeah, we were. Oh, it was it was super super dark side. <laughs> so if you guys want to check that out, YouTube. Now along those same lines, we have a very exciting announcement, and this has everything to do with you, Eden. On top of the video game streaming, Eden is going to be doing something super cool this Friday, January the 17th on our YouTube channel. Would you like to describe mm-hmm. what is going on with this day? I'm so excited. So I'm getting a copy of the Finn and Poe Choose Your Own Adventure book. And if I can find it, the Obi-Wan and Anakin Choose Your Own Adventure book. They're called Choose Your Destiny Star Wars Adventures. And we are going to read Finn and Poe, Choose Your Destiny together. And everybody watching is going to help. We're all going to vote on which options we're going to take and how we're going to get through the story into the end. So we're going to all go on a little adventure with Finn and Poe and BB-8 together. That is awesome. I'm so excited. I love this stuff. (laughs) So is it made by the same company who did like choose your own adventure kind of stuff or like a little crossover? Is is, is it the same idea? It's the same idea, but it's not the same company and it's not like a, it's not related at all. So you basically will, so you'll go to the page based on what people choose. Yeah. And then you'll continue that adventure. Yeah. Based on what the live chat says and votes on what you can do. Right. So poor Finn and Poe could fail their mission within, you know, five minutes and three pages. I mean, we might have to start over, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. That's really freaking exciting. So guys, if you want to get in on all this interaction, you got to hit up that YouTube where we're trying to make it a little more uh, central to our 
Uh, it's not just the podcast. Basically, this is now similar to Project Luminous and Shadows of the Empire. We are a multimedia project. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, a little, little community, especially over there on YouTube. Whenever we do stuff on there, it's just a good place to hang out. Yeah. And when I say we... I want you all to know that this is the JT Comlink family. Yeah. It's not just me, Josh, and Eden. It's everybody that's out there that helps support the show. And you guys know who you are. We're all hanging out. Yeah. This is this is really exciting. It's uh, as uh, UK coach John Calipari would, would call it, La Familia. <laughs> I love it. I, I got sh- I gotta show some Central Kentucky University of Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> love when I can. I can't do it very yeah. often in a Star Wars podcast. People will stop listening. Yeah, if you talk about sports too much. Um, I wanted to say about the YouTube, I didn't, I only knew you were going live on the YouTube for the Old Republic, um, starting the new story with the Nautilin and everything on Sunday, uh, because we, we live in the same house. Uh, I thought I would get the YouTube notification, but it just went to my Gmail and then it went into my like social folder in my Gmail. So, even if you're subscribed to to the YouTubes, you may want to take a look and make sure your your uh, notifications for your favorite channels aren't getting sent over somewhere where you won't actually see them or get notifications about them. So nice in whatever way that you stay in contact with Jam Transmissions, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or uh, Twitter, just stay up on that, and that's that's where you'll get the notifications for sure. Because we will be posting nonstop, probably even like thirty minutes before all this stuff happens. So that's going to be at seven thirty p.m. Friday, January the seventeenth. So don't miss it. Don't miss story time. So we've been so caught up with Mando and rewatching the Rise of Skywalker over and over again that we haven't been talking about Resistance or comics at all. I know. I love Resistance. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a little bit of that today. But before that, we got to touch on those High Republic rumors. Have you heard much about this stuff, Eden? Mm, Not really. I mean, I heard that there were some rumors and that's about it. Okay. So... This is actually from MakingStarWars.net, which we have uh, pretty much been selectively reading their articles and videos. Not for any reason other than, like, I still like to tread carefully when it comes to spoilers. And I uh-huh. feel like right now is an okay time to check this stuff out. Yeah. But they dropped a story on January the 4th. And oh, that's more recent than I was expecting. Yeah. But it's also more far away than I would have liked to talk about it. But But I wanted to give it some time. To kind of see if there was any sort of footing for this rumor. But no, we we don't have any more footing on it. Not just yet. So technically this is still just a rumor. But once we start talking about comics, I think something is going to kind of pop in our head. Once we talk a little bit about the rise of Kylo Ren. I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be towards the end of the episode today. But but hang tight. All this... All this is connected. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. All of it. All of this episode rhymes. So if you haven't heard anything about it, this is basically what it is. Uh, and it's all via in- informants that he had. He said it sounds like it's going to be set 400 years before the Skywalker saga. Like these new movies, okay? A whole new series of movies. Right. And uh, it's basically like when Darth Bane has already set up the rule of two. And that Yoda's out there doing his thing. So let's see, he would be 500, right? Oh my gosh. Right. Young Yoda. Teen- yeah. Teenage Yoda. Something, something Yoda. Who knows? Probably, yeah, s- something like that. Um, but it's not a trilogy. Calling it a series of films is right. 
and that it was also what the Benioff and Weiss duo were set mm-hmm. to work on before they parted ways with the project. Mm-hmm. It's not the old Republic like we thought. And he called it the High Republic. He called it that. Like it was just, this is what people, his, his informants have been calling it. Um, he's still hesitant to say that there's anything about like emerging heroes because it could go either way with all the form of media. It looks like it's going to be video games, books, and comics, a la Project Luminous. That's why I was saying like the uh, multimedia project. Yeah. People are talking about there being like a a video game popping out first. Okay. Right. So is this connected to Project Luminous or these are just two separate projects that are, or we don't know? Unless I am wrong about these quote unquote rumors, which is kind of <laughs> hard to be wrong about. I think that it's all connected. Okay. So I think like this might be the launch pad oh. for that. And then like these new series of movies, kind of like the whole Marvel universe stuff. Mm-hmm. All, they're all connected, but this is how we're starting. We're starting a new era. So let me tell you why I think that this is really freaking interesting. This timeline, if it's 400 years before the Skywalker saga, it's untouched even by Legends books. Oh, wow. Right? Okay, that's awesome. Right. Okay, so it's only even lightly touched by like Legends comics. Mm -hmm. And that's really basically a Yaddle comic. And that's it. (laughs) So maybe we'll get some Yoda Yaddle. I, I hesitate to say action because everyone's minds go to Boinkin, but I'm saying like we'll get some information about right information, their, like their origin, yes. planet, species name, uh, anything, anything at all would, right. would be awesome. Yeah. So this is all new Star Wars that we've never seen before, Eden. What and if what if we straight up get a movie that is just uh like the rise of Yoda or I mean you can't do the origin of Yoda because he's so old and that's hundreds of years but what if we just get a movie that's you know this period of Yoda's life the life and times of Yoda that would be really cool I think um I think it's important that Yoda be a part of it because people are you know baby Yoda crazy and everybody knows Yoda Everybody like, knows Yoda. Yeah, everybody Except knows Yoda. Except we know nothing about Yoda. Right. And his history. Knows so him. yeah. So it I really hope there's there's a lot that's just Yoda. Yeah. Books that are just about Yoda adventures. I mean, he's had so many adventures. You could write you could base the entirety of the rest of the Star Wars canon on just things that Yoda has done. And you would still never run out of stuff to say. <laughs> Seriously. There's a lot of time covered there. Project Luminous is just about Yoda. I'm calling it. Interesting. <laughs> Yoda video game, Yoda comics, Yoda movies. I highly doubt that. <laughs> a luminous being he is, but I highly doubt that. <laughs> but you never know. Wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. All, all I know is that this is a perfect opportunity for them to branch away from the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. while still having at least one little motif in all of it that's that's familiar that being yoda yeah um yeah all new and i think this is cooler than say going back to the old republic because there's a ton of old republic stuff that me i've been playing knights of the old republic multiple times since 2003 when it came out on the xbox and obviously we're playing the old republic now which came out in what 2011 2012 yeah 
and there are books like there's plenty of old Republic who wouldn't want to be surprised by new stuff. Uh-huh. Like it's cool to borrow from legends. It's, it was really cool to get Thrawn and all that stuff, but it's time for something new time to let old things die. <laughs> Kill it. If you have to, <laughs> but, um, I want to talk a little bit about Darth Bane real quick. Um, I was really he- excited to hear him brought up in the scoop, not only because it establishes that it takes place after the Sith went from being a legion yeah, to being a master and apprentice, mm-hmm. but because he's being, he's been mentioned in, in actual new canon material. Right. So that's cool. That's a connection. Uh, Darth Bane, you are. We hear Yoda say in the season six trials of Clone Wars. You know? Yeah. Uh, I want to know more about how Yoda knows who Bane is and how much he knows about him. That's exciting. That's exciting and that's new. You're just blowing my mind. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I got no words. I've been thinking about this for, I guess, let's see. Today's the 14th. I've been thinking about this for 10 days. (laughs) Like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Like, I'm sure all of you have heard all these things about it already. But I've been, I wanted to see if, if there was any clout to this. But... Who knows? Rumors are rumors. I want to know, is he famous for starting the rule of two? And, and that being Darth Bane. I was under the impression that this was a secret. You know, a way of preserving the Sith. Uh-huh. So how does, like, how does, how does Yoda know about Darth Bane like that? You know, because uh, this takes place, I want to say, a thousand years before the Skywalker saga. The, uh, the three Darth Bane books. Mm-hmm. So I picked those up to find out everything that I could. So I'm on that right now. And those are legends, right? They are legends. And they are, they are, I think, possibly currently in print. I know that they, they got the the reprint with like the, the things that say legends over them mm-hmm. by uh, Drew Carpassian. Carpassian. Uh, he was a lead writer for KOTOR. That's all I know. But it's Path of Destruction, Rule of Two, and Dynasty of Evil. So I think like there's more. There, that's an, also an, an interesting connection. The 1,000 years to Clone Wars Season 6. Yep. And then Yoda's going to be in that, in that High Republic era. Darth Bane has to be connected into this, even if he's just a legend. So that's the path I'm choosing to go. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Yeah. Yeah, there's no material at all. Eden. It, it's freaking brand new, like between 1,000 years and, and 67 years before New Hope. That's it. Darth Plagueis. That's the next book. <laughs> that's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. You know, another thing that I want to check out again is Dooku Jedi Lost. I never finished it. I only barely started it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there was some history that was kind of like snuck in there yeah. that we may be able to connect to this era. You know what? And all this all this speculation is based on a rumor. I love it. You got to love it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Lots of people are starting to com- confirm it. I don't know how this works. Everyone's just like, I'm going to report on, on something that someone else reported on. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. And then clickbait, 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 everyone reads it. And it's a rumor and you want it to happen. And it's going to be really exciting. And it's going to happen in some way or form. But we really don't know. And this is this is a, a good kind of speculation. Like, we don't know yeah. what we're going to get out of this new series of movies. But we know it's going to be Star Wars. 
And that's awesome. Agreed. So, okay. Well, that's out of the way. I, I definitely wanted to talk about it, but I feel like I didn't really even say anything. <laughs> Nothing concrete. Nothing concrete. Valuable speculation, I think, with the, the Darth Bane stuff. So I want to point that at the Jam Transmissions family. Oh, yeah. Hit us up. Tell us what you think. Yeah. So I want to know what you guys think about this High Republic stuff. Um, I haven't heard what you all individually think. Um, like I said, I, I've not really been listening to too many podcasts lately, but I want to know what you guys think. And uh, send that as an email or a voicemail to comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. And we'll throw it on the show because mm-hmm. uh, this is an exciting time. Yeah, um, and I'm sure Josh is going to want to talk about it next time, too. Oh, God, yes. I'm sure he's got lots of lots of hypotheses and ideas. Yeah, so I can't wait to touch base with him on this. So, yeah, we got Resistance and Comics. I love Resistance. Well, let's do Resistance first, then. It's time for... Resistance Recap! Now, Eden, before we get into this... I feel like I've said that twice already, (laughs) but before we get into this, I've got to share something with our listeners. Oh? Yeah. I See, I found this song that really makes me think of O-Peep-It. I I know that's a strange thing to say all of a sudden, but but it's true. Trust me, it'll be blatantly obvious from the very first lyric. We love O-Peep-It. Yeah. Who doesn't love O-Peep-It? Yeah. Well, okay. It's kind of a familiar, popular song, you know, but... I'm telling you guys, everything you think you know about this song <laughs> is wrong. Oh. It's about O'Peep, it's revenge.
This is the best thing I've ever heard. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, peep it. Oh, peep it's revenge. All he wants to do is clean it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my gift to all the Resistance fans out there. For everyone who loves Opeepit and got really pissed along with all of us when they took his buffer away. Dude, how dare they? How <laughs> dare they? We're all still mad and Opeepit will get his revenge. So that's my headcanon of how he got his buffer back. <laughs> he came out of the, the, the garbage can and then he... He got the floor all wet, mm-hmm. and then they he slipped you, and he tripped you, then he wrung you out there. <laughs> oh, peep it. <laughs> He's just got, like, a trash compactor somewhere with a bunch of, like, soaking wet stormtroopers just moldering away. Yes. Yeah. Fregosians are nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you guys thought of that. That was amazing. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Resistance. Um, it's like, like we said before, it's been a while since we talked about it. Um, I think the last episode that we talked about was the Vox Vortex 5000, which I remember we were pretty disappointed with. Yes. And then the following Kaz's curse, I was also very disappointed with. That was no fun. No. And then things got a little better with, um, episode 11, station to station. And then things you know we we start picking up again yeah i want to say on uh december 22nd when we got the missing agent that's really when things got interesting again Mm -hmm. um that was episode 12 of of season two yeah 12 and 13 were really about that uh the resistance agent breaking him out um people getting captured first order shenanigans um and I loved the last three episodes that we've had. They're probably my favorite um, of the season. Unless Bebo, Bebo was not this season. Right. Right. They did mention Bebo in the most recent episode, though. Which made me real happy. They did. There was a lot of really cool Niku stuff going on there. Now, yeah. um, I enjoyed Niku a lot in season one. Season two, I'm starting to enjoy him less. How do you feel as Niku's biggest fan about hearing that? Why? He's starting to annoy me. Oh, because he's not changing at all. He's just like static, no character development, constantly excited. I have no problem with that. (laughs) It's just if I knew Niku in real life and I'm trying to deliver a very important message to Captain Doza (laughs) and all he's doing is sitting there hugging me. And like squeezing me so hard I can't talk while I'm on a hollow vid. <laughs> I'm gonna punch him in the spikes. Like it's I don't know, it just he he bugs me. But but no, he's he's a wonderful character. He's extremely capable. I love his enthusiasm and yeah. I love his his love for his friends and his love for the Colossus. And I I love all that all that feeling he has. Um I feel like Kaz needs to be a little a little more assertive, but I mean it's Kaz and he probably just hurt himself trying to be more assertive. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of really good CB23 action. CB23 is a total badass. Like, she has been killing it this season. Now, before we get into those most recent episodes, I kind of want to talk about whenever, like, that missing agent, that green alien, and mm-hmm. his, his name eludes me at the moment. But that planet, when we meet that crazy horned, Bounty Hunter guy? Yes. That was really cool CB23 action right there. Yes. Um, 
there was more CB23 stuff like in space, her ability to use those. The cables. The cables Mm -hmm. fascinates me. I think it's so cool. And she is my favorite droid. Like straight up. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've felt that way since we met her actually. Um, in the beginning of season two, it was only solidified more Mm -hmm. favorite droid. I would love some CB23 merch. Right. We don't, we literally do not have any. Like she didn't even come with one of the resistance, like combo figures. Right. Now that's another thing. That's another thing that really bugs me is that there's not season two figures. Uh Uh-huh. And there's no Niku figure. Right. Okay. So I'm sitting here thinking like a person that grew up being able to buy all those three and, and three quarter inch figures now the used ones for Kenner, but also being able to go to the store for Power of the Force 2, you know, in, mm-hmm. in episode one. Episode one. Two, so many. Three. Like you saw a character for two seconds in that movie and they had a figure. Exactly. Um, but there are so many missed opportunities for cool figures in this, like that bounty hunter guy. Niku, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And kids, I feel like kids would go to the store and want to buy that. Like the way you talked about... Um, Wanting to get your that Yamcha figure for the first time from from Dragon Ball, like you, yeah. you didn't know who he was. You just went to the store and he was so cool and he had this cool sword. Like kids would want to buy that bounty hunter guy and Norath. Like they would make a great combo uh, figure pack. But yeah. but where are they? No one's making them. No one's making them. There are no ships. We all want a fireball. And oh peep it. Oh peep it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> They'd sell the heck out of some Opeepit merch. I obviously like Opeepit. Yeah. Enough to make a freaking song about you it. You made that song. You sang the whole thing <laughs> several times. <laughs> it was real good. Okay, so we got to the episode The Mutiny. And this was a very exciting episode, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yes. Lots of Niku and droids. Lots of Niku and lots of B2 battle droids and a really cool B1. Yeah. Commander Niku. Commander Niku. I lost it. Now that was that was my favorite Niku episode so far because he was showcasing his skills, you know? And that that was a lot of fun. I remember when they were um they put out the the press release or or the plot summary for Mutiny and it was very scarce with its uh details. Yeah, just kind of generic. Yeah, and I was actually thinking the Mutiny Finally, Tamravora's gonna uh, lead a mutiny. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was, I was disappointed that it wasn't that, <laughs> but I was not disappointed by that episode. Yeah, it was I still, it was still really good, and we got to meet the Crimson Corsair. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Side, side on Ethano. Yeah, you know, and every time I see him, I think about where did he get that Kalish mask. Because he's not a Kalish. What's a Kalish? A Kalish is what General Grievous is without all the cybernetic augmentation. Oh. I want to know more about Sidon, Sidon, Ethano. Yeah, I hope he gets a comic series or something. I'm glad he got he got some good time in this episode. And yeah. So I got a book upstairs that recently came in that I read when it first came out, but I forgot everything I read about it. Uh, it's the Aliens book by uh, Landry Q. Walker. Yeah. And it's got 
it's got him on the cover. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. So yeah, there's we, a story that might be a, a spot to learn a little bit more about him. So maybe we'll touch on him a little more. Okay. Okay. So another thing I'll say about the mutiny that I was happy about was getting rid of the pirates. Getting rid of Kraken. <laughs> you don't want him around anymore. You're glad he's gone. Uh, well, obviously he didn't want to be there. Yeah, I was. Doza didn't want yeah. him there. I was kind of tired of them being like a a motivator for story points. Like, how many times are we going to have the pirates do something awful and us have to save everything again? Clean up the mess. Yeah, it was a pain in the butt. Um, anything else about the mutiny before we talk about? Uh, the little double header that we got on January 12th, two days ago. Nope, I don't have anything else. I was just checking over Bucket's list to make sure that there wasn't any exciting or interesting trivia about that B1 battle droid, but no. Okay. So there's actually some good Bucket List material that you always pull up. Um, I think for the two episodes that we've got, we're going to definitely be able to get some more. We're we're talking about the new world and no place safe. Do you want to talk a little bit about the new world? What did you think of that episode when they first land on that planet? Is it called it, Aos? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought it was great. And um, it was kind of unexpected. I wasn't really... It was kind of a, a shock. Like, oh, all, all of a sudden, they... I felt kind of like Kaz did, which is, is good writing, I guess. Like, oh, there's this planet and we're suddenly going to stay here forever. I didn't even know you were looking for another planet. Like, I didn't even know this wasn't a, a plan or anything. And then they're suddenly here and we're going to stay here forever. What? Um, but it, it was good. Yeah, that was that was kind of surprising, too. Um, I felt like the Colossus was part of the Resistance. And everybody on the Colossus was part of the Resistance, even though that was obviously not true. Mm-hmm. They were only resisting whenever the First Order was around. I did not realize that Doza being a good leader that he is and a good caretaker of the Colossus cared so much about the inhabitants that he's like, okay, they want a home. They want to, the, the pilots want to race again. Yeah. He's, he's putting them first. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Especially for an ex military person. Mm-hmm. Doza. Um, that would be, it's very surprising that he doesn't want to get right in the thick of it. But then again, maybe that's why he doesn't. Yeah, and that that's and that's why he left. Like him and Griff followed him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. We mm-hmm. learned a little bit more about Griff Haloran. That was nice. Yeah. And uh, they found an old rebel base. Yes. Can I tell you a, a little factoid about the about the rebel base on that planet that they found that was abandoned? Yeah. So the uh holographic display table that Griff and Kaz find or is it Kaz and CB? It's just Kaz and CB-23 find it um, underground on that planet. And the holographic display table is exactly the same design as the one used by Princess Leia and General Dodonna in uh, the Battle of Yavin in A New Hope. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Little detail. Mm-hmm. They got these pictures uh, side by side and it's it, it's exactly the same thing. They just animated that, that same holographic table where they're all standing around that big circular. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow display. It's so cool. That is cool. And this is from Bucket's List? Yep. Is there anything else cool about the New World? So th- we get a new species on Aos, the Aosians. Aosians? Aosians? I like Aosians. <laughs> Aosians. Uh, Actually, def- no, it sounds weird. Aosians. Aosians. 
<laughs> they're they're fish-like species, um, and they're a nod to an alien species uh, from the planet Maramir. In their um, a personal significance for the artist Amy Beth Christensen, she's one of the art directors on the show, and uh, they're based on a character from Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, which Ooh. was the first new alien species that. Christensen got to design for Star Wars. So it's like something she got to design forever ago. She got to bring it back and animate it. Nice. It's this whole new alien species that get, like takes center stage in these two episodes. That's cool. That is a cool little factoid as well. Yeah. Oh, and we got a new a new creature, Krakavora. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you think of... Well, go ahead and we'll talk about the Krakavora. What did you think about that thing? They were Awesome. So when she first says feed them to the Krakavora, you think that it's like a kraken, like a giant, yeah, one big giant monster. But no, it's a whole species of super cool flying aquatic, weird dragon monster things. I love them. You know what it made me think of was the dragon style dinosaur beasts that the Navi flew on Pandora from Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of exactly what it looks like for those who um, don't watch Resistance and are just kind of getting caught up uh, via podcast. <laughs> they do have big creepy mouths, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but it's still a really cool design. Yeah. I really like this species, too. Um, just kind of their armor. I'm looking at a picture of their armor, and it's like it's like shells and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's natural stuff from the ocean. Mm-hmm. But it's still like technologically advanced. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Because their spears have like not, I wouldn't say vibroblade, but they have like electricity popping out of them. Yeah. They're kind of, it's kind of like, like an electric pulse or an electromagnetic pulse of some kind. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Anything else on that one before we move to the next episode? Needed more Niku. Yeah. (laughs) But we got more Niku in the next episode. Fair enough. (laughs) So this one was called No Place Safe. And uh, I really like this episode because the look on Kaz's face whenever they were settling on Aos mm-hmm. was kind of the face that I was making whenever I found out that they were going to be settling again. Right. Exactly. All that was going through my mind is you're going to put the Colossus here now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the first order is going to freaking find you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kaz was basically feeling like, I can't believe that I am leaving the fight to settle down here. Even though these people are my family. Yeah, it's his home, but he he's not ready. He's got to he's still got to fight for everyone else. Yeah. He's got to get back on on into that fight. So he's like, I'm going to pack up and leave. And that was pretty exciting. Uh it was it was kind of cool to see uh the Aeosian queen kind of getting to know what it was like and then that one guy gave her a gorg. Oh man. <laughs> it's obviously going to be a pet now, like it seems like she's just going to carry it around all the time. Give it a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kaz is going to meet up with Norath. That, that was the dude's name. And uh, hop back into the battle. They were going to rendezvous nearby Batu, And that mm-hmm. to me was very exciting. And I remember saying, I knew it. Yeah. Whenever we were watching that, because I have a theory about Black Spire, uh, Green Leader, I had a theory that it was Kaz. Yeah. 
and I forgot what Green Leader said. I was so excited. I'm like, it's just Kaz. He's going to Batu. <laughs> um, but obviously he doesn't go to Batu. He doesn't make it. And and uh, he leaves Aos right. And of course, there's a freaking First Order Imperial probe droid, and it is so cool. Yeah, it is. So you've got you've got uh, buckets list up handy. What, what's it saying about that thing? Oh, it just says that the Orabesh and the probe droids view when you get to see from its point of view is it is it spots Kaz. It just reads target. That's all it says. Oh, right. But on. it's definitely. I mean, it's clearly a probe droid. We um. This is also the debut of the Thai bomber. I thought it was like I was yeah. watching the episode and I'm thinking that we've seen these somewhere else before. Where else have I seen these? They're, those are Thai freaking bombers. Right. That is so awesome. But this is the first time. This is also the first. This is the first time we see the first order Thai bombers. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah. I want figures once again. <laughs> right. Where are the ships? Oh, so so this is just the first on-screen debut of the First Order TIE Bombers. They're actually in Star Wars. Actually, <laughs> they're in Star Wars uh, Allegiance, the comic, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, Allegiance, Volume 1. Now, that was a good comic series, but I don't remember them being in that. But that's cool. And also, we've had TIE Bombers before, just not First Order ones. Right. These are the first yeah. f- First Order TIE Bombers. Yeah. I think they're the coolest TIE Bomber design so far. It ain't bad. So he's got to go back, Kaz does, because his ship gets a little bit blown up. The fireball doesn't make it. Let's it, just put it, it that way. Obviously. It's just that thing. And then the First Order shows up. Yeah. And so, obviously, everybody in the Colossus has to jump back into the battle straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no escape from something that, that keeps spreading like a virus, being mm-hmm. the First Order. Um, the really cool thing though is with the fireball out of commission, Kaz gets to fly Jerk Eager's ship. That was amazing. I was just excited, just as excited as he was. Yeah. Super excited. And the, the Krakavora and the Eosians help. Yeah. They are so tough. Yeah. Like just, just flying around on the Krakavora and leaping onto speeding TIE fighters from the back of a flying fish. Like. Yeah, and it's and epic. also also that Krakavora knowing to go underneath it so that this person can hop off of 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 the ship and then land on yeah. the Krakavora. Yeah. Like what what kind of rapport do you have with this right? beast? That's cool. Yeah. It's really kind of like it kind of reminded me of like in the westerns in the train robberies where yeah. it'd hop from the horse onto the train and the horse would keep running mm-hmm. and then once keep you were up. done and then you'd hop back on the horse. Yep. Yeah, be right there keeping pace with you. So cool. Except this is in the sky, in space. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Tam. Tam. Okay. So Tam is out there and she sees Yeager's ship and she's just shocked. Yeah, she's she's just at first I'm like, "Oh, she's she feels something good, you know? She thinks maybe it's Yeager and she she wants to talk to him again and and make sure he's okay, but once she realizes it's not Yeager, then she's just back to the First Order Tam. Right. So Kaz locks onto the Star Destroyer bridge mm-hmm. that has, I want to say, Tierney, mm-hmm. Empire mm-hmm. in there. And he was going to blow it up. He was going to kill them all right there. Yep. And 
there's a maneuver that Tam does that kind of stops him from doing it. Yeah, she shoots his missiles out of the way, I think. That's what it was. Uh-huh. It all happened so quick. It was really fast. And that they were impressed. Like the the uh the TIE fighter commander, I don't remember her name, but she's the one who's in charge of um five three three, why don't you have your helmet on and giving them their missions and stuff. Uh she was there too and they were all really impressed with that's a really good pilot. Which one is that? Yeah, and so she gets promoted. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. Is uh, it though? It's it's not. I was actually just saying that because I was still sitting here fumbling over the thought that Kaz was saying. I think she would have killed me. Yeah, and I wanted to pose that question to you. Do you think that she's ready to kill Kaz before mm-hmm. she gets the promotion? When she's behind him and she knows it has to be Kaz flying Yeager's ship and yeah. he's locking onto the bridge. No, I don't think she would have shot. I think maybe she would have like clipped the, the ship so his shots went off or I mean, she she's good enough for that. She's good enough. She's good enough to do what she did. I was shocked that they were praising her because she should have she could have just shot him out of the sky. But instead, she saved them. Um and they never praised her for doing that with with Rucklin, but of course it's their right. lives, so it's different this time. It She's saving different. the commanders. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she would have, have shot Kaz down. I don't think so. Kaz is starting to wonder. And Yeager, I think, if if he straight up asked him, he would say yes. Yeah. He's done. Now, do you think that Tam is still gonna have this dilemma with Kaz now that she's a commander. Yeah, I don't I don't think her she may seem a little more um like she's made up her mind, but in the moment, I don't think she's going to be able to do it, to pull the trigger. It reminds me of I mean the last Jedi when Kylo's going after the ship and Leia's on the bridge with everyone and he can't pull the trigger, like you see him struggle with it. He he can't kill his mother. Um, but someone else does it. So, I mean, there's there's always Rucklin. <sighs> Isn't he not dead yet? Why is he not dead yet? <laughs> if they make a Rucklin figure, I'm going to be so mad. Like, out of all the figures <laughs> they could make, it would be Rucklin? No, thank you. So, the series is going to end um, with rebuilding the Resistance on January the 19th. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end then, but then there's an 18 and a 19. I'm guessing this is going to be an hour-long double feature, kind of like the same way that we got mm-hmm. The Escape on January 26, 2020. Is that the last one? That's it. Uh... So we're going to get to the bottom of this. Any speculation on the two main characters, Kaz and Tam? They're going to be okay again. They have to be okay again. They, I hope they are. I think Tam's gonna, gonna run away. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Colossus is gonna, I don't know what the Colossus is gonna do. Like, they, Doza obviously wants them to find somewhere to settle down, but they could also settle down with the Resistance, and that would be awesome. Yeah. Um. So I've heard that, and I, I don't have the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary yet. But it's either that or something else that somebody confirmed that the fireball is actually at the battle in the Rise of Skywalker. What? 
And if I'm wrong about that, my bad, y'all. Calm down. But the question is, who would be piloting? Kaz? No. If they if if Tam comes back, that's her ship to begin with. Oh, it is her ship. And Kaz is going to be like, look, this is in your hands. This is better for you. Put things back where they belong. Aww. That's just my speculation. Aww. So what if what if Tam, like like everybody, like all the good people that we learned about in the Rise of Resistance, mm-hmm. everyone has a checkered past mm-hmm. that is in the Resistance. Wouldn't that be cool to have her be a part of it like that? That would be amazing. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm, I'm real <laughs> you're happy. Making, you're making a happy, sad face yeah. and sniffling. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. So that would be the happy ending I'm hoping for. Um, I feel like if we hear from Johnny Orm, he's going to say something ornery. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, Johnny. It's <laughs> not going to happen. See, I don't even have the heart to say it. Long-time listeners of the show know exactly what Johnny Orm of My Star Wars Life Dad is going to say. Because he's like, he likes picking on me because I like Tam. Hey, I believe in happy endings. So, yeah, I, I agree. We're going to get some kind of happy ending. And Kaz is going to get to fight with the Resistance. And maybe we'll see uh, Poe again. I doubt it. That would be cool. Um, but It's it's going to be good. They've These last few episodes have been such good quality great writing like they've been i've been really really impressed yeah mm-hmm. it has really picked up in in the best kind of way well that was a good resistance recap we got some everything we love about resistance Niku, yeah. flying creatures new planets Niku, kaz screaming Niku. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a problem <laughs> all right so we're going to talk a little bit about some comics now. I'm, I've really been wanting to talk about comics for a while. We're going to talk specifically about the rise of, of Kylo Ren today. Because I want to kind of wait until some more of the main series comes out. that take, takes place after Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. To kind of talk about that in a chunk instead. of, And also I want to talk about that with Josh too. Mm-hmm. Alright, well it's time for... It's also Miller time. (laughs) So the first time I saw the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, you picked it up. It came out the week of the Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, we got it uh, the Wednesday before the Thursday that we saw it. Mm -hmm. And I was reading it at the dining room table. Mm hmm. And I shut it halfway through. <laughs> you looked up wide-eyed. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you said, I don't know if you should read this before or after we see the movie. And I said, oh, I, I won't read it first. <laughs> we'll, we'll go see it. And then, you know, we're seeing it the next day again. So I'll just read it after that. And then I'll have both experiences. Right. Yeah. And uh, I also didn't know if I should read it. Like, I felt <laughs> like, I felt like. I felt like there was something that I would I didn't want to know before the movie. And it was it was because of that uh that little commercial spot before the Rise of Skywalker came out. They said, "My boy, I've been every voice that you've heard in your head." Mm-hmm. And that kind of pissed me off that it came out before the movie did. Okay. And so you get the 
the the speech bubbles inside of the comic book that yes. shows that Kylo that Ben Solo is is clearly being spoken to and he's the only one that he can hear it. Yes. And so after that, and this is all the day before I saw the movie and I'm seeing it in the comic too. I'm like, oh crap. Oh, so it ruined the I made Snoke moment for you. Well, the the commer- the uh, the trailer ruined yeah. that for me. Yeah. And Aww. And it was confirmed by the comic. That was amazing. That was an amazing moment. It was. And it was still good. It was still good. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not have a bad time watching because of that. Uh, but I, those were my emotions at the time, mm-hmm. the day before. So that one came out the day before Rise of Skywalker. And you just got to reading it. And uh, I want to know what your initial thoughts were. Like, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. Um, I've read... Uh, issue one and two now and they're fantastic i don't read a lot of comics um so i i just don't i don't know i don't have any particularly strong feelings about them usually but this one i was super impressed um with the art the writing the story every part of it yeah so it's it's really cool because we get to to see the knights of ren Mm -hmm. and we get to see that they've been around for so long yeah, and we get to see the leader who's got is like charred up all weird skin and stuff, but he's got that helmet with all like the red lines. Yeah. Through it. Have we seen that helmet before or is this the first time? I have not seen that helmet. That doesn't okay. mean that that we as a fandom haven't seen it. Right. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do get some other Jedi in mm-hmm. there. We we get some more information about um how long what kind of progress Luke Skywalker made with his temple. Yeah. And, and setting had, up his own little new Jedi order. Yeah. And he had three Jedi mm-hmm. outside of Ben at the very least, because uh, they show up right as the temple is burning. Yeah. And there were definitely other uh, trainees there as well. I feel like it was made clear um, both in the last Jedi and in this comic that, that Ben, uh, his his actions there led to the deaths of many other people. Maybe not many, maybe, you know, three, maybe ten. Um, but other people died at that temple, too. Right. Um, I'm thinking, well, it's obvious that he thought that he set the temple on fire. Yeah. But I don't think that it's clear. Or that I think, rather, what I'm trying to say is, I think it's clear that force lightning came out of the sky. Yes, <laughs> and and then set the whole thing ablaze. Yes, and the more that we're learning about Emperor Palpatine's mm-hmm. secret relationship with with Ben, and by secret la- relationship, I mean secret to Ben's. <laughs> you know, yes. Um, I think that that was the Emperor who did it. Yeah, old Palps. Because moving things behind the scenes. He's obviously got the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen Yoda do that. Mm -hmm. I've seen some discourse here and there about whether or not Yoda did that or who did that or what did that. I didn't think that Yoda, with in Yoda's case, I did not think that it was force lightning. I thought that it was actual lightning that he coaxed from the sky. Well, yeah. But force lightning is something completely different. Yeah, me. and that's that's kind of not what I'm getting at. Oh. But yeah, just lightning. Lightning used yeah. by a force user. Mm-hmm. What I was kind of backpedaling on is is uh, Palpatine 
was able to use force lightning on all those ships only after he took the power of the dyad. Right. So I don't think that he just sat there and used force lightning. I think that there's some other sort of shenanigans there Mm. because at that point he, let's see, Ben is younger. He's either, he's probably still zombie palps or just, (laughs) just became zombie palps. Zombie palpy. <laughs> ah, Night of the Living Palps. Here, I'm showing you the picture now of all that lightning. Oh, yeah. It looks very much like the, the same lightning that, that Yoda sort of made happen on Oxo. But it's interesting. You've got the voice. And, you know, I never, I didn't want this. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, and you did not choose it, Ben. <laughs> the Jedi did. Skywalker. <laughs> but is it Snoke's voice? Probably. Yeah. It's 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 outlined in black, or it's it's black background outlined in red. Mm-hmm. But we see that uh, he talks to Snoke secretly, and has been since he was young. Yeah, very real young, young. Like real young, like ten. Freaking crazy. Yeah. But we see Snoke, um, and this is still in chap in in issue one, on this neat little terrarium planet. I could not believe they put that hat on Snoke's head. Yeah, he looks pretty strange. <laughs> he but, looks like a nineteen forties like newsman. Yeah, the most notable thing about this is when Snoke appears, and and he's he welcomes him. The first two words out of his mouth are "my boy." Hmm. I love it. Yeah. So I like how these comics, and more notably in issue two, I like how it's connecting lines from the movies. Uh, basically, whenever Luke Skywalker says anything, it connects to a line that he said in The Last Jedi. Yes. Anytime Snoke says anything, it connects to a line in The Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. Um, I felt like issue number two was far better. In issue number one, we learned a lot. Of, you'll notice that we didn't even really talk about the Knights of Ren at all. Because we didn't learn anything in, in issue one. <laughs> we learned that that they that there's a price. Like it sets up this whole entire story. There's a price to become a Knight of Ren. And the dude sits there and kills his own brother before he's able to, before he gets turned down uh-huh. to be a knight. Yeah. Um. So that kind of begs the question, what does it take outside of being a force user and some terrible cost? And we don't know exactly what that is. We can speculate because we know what already Kylo Ren did in like killing Han Solo, Mm -hmm. but he was already taking the name Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's already become the leader of the Knights of Ren at that point. So how how many more issues are there? We've got, We've got several issues left, uh, at least like three or so. I would be guessing five, but I don't know for sure. Okay. It's for us to find out what happens in between, you know, him going to to find out more about them and him being the leader. Yeah. So issue number two was really exciting because we see a younger Laura Santeca. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. That was very very exciting for me to see that he was already going on trips in like this modified x-wing that kind of looks like a b-wing also uh that seats like four people in it Mm -hmm. it was really cool ship Hmm. um 
but they're going to this place. And this is where everything starts to rhyme, people. Elfrona. And Elfrona is that that uh, planet on the uh, the outskirts of the Outer Rim, mm-hmm. close to the Unknown Regions, with like all the statues and stuff. It was a treasure trove of Jedi artifacts from what this comic book calls the High Republic. Yes, that's where it is. We're from the High Republic. So now we have something in canon uh-huh. that that uses the High Republic. What? Right. Oh, I don't have any words. <laughs> he compares it to uh, Jocasta News' stash of artifacts, yeah. which led me to think: Is does he mean her current stash of artifacts? Is she still alive? Does he means he mean in the past at the. He means uh, very specifically the cache of stuff from Dark Side or uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith, right? Which he also wrote. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, the Darth okay. Vader series. That's the specific one that he's talking about. And this is obviously much bigger because it had to be less secret. Yeah. I love how all the comics are related like this. <laughs> yeah, it's getting good. So they run into the Knights of Ren there. Yeah, and this flashback with, with Lil Ben, who's like so bored to be going off and hunting Jedi artifacts. Like that's not fun at all. He doesn't want to be doing this. Like See to kid, me to me please. that would be awesome. Right? I used to love going to museums and stuff as a kid. <laughs> And like you're getting to fly to a planet that you've never been to before and who knows what you're going to find there. And he's, he's not about it. Yeah. Well, granted, I don't have the shadow inside of me like he does. <laughs> and, uh, the, the leader of, of Ren or the Ren, the Ren, he calls him out, which, uh, basically, yeah, he does call him out. And that's also kind of up for debate because we learn more about what the Ren is. Is it just a title or is it, the ideal like is it is mm-hmm. it you know it, it it's just kind of t- talking more about what is what are the knights of ren we still don't know exactly besides the stuff that we've already talked about the i the ideals and the the philosophy that the leader follows that he discusses in detail uh, in in both issues a couple times very much are far more in line with how Supreme Leader Kylo is than with how General Hux is. So, I mean, Hux wants order. You know what he wants, and he's got an agenda, and it's very organized and bullet-pointed. But Kylo Ren just wants chaos, and he wants what he wants, and he wants destroyed what he wants destroyed, and he doesn't have this, like, bigger, uh, overarching goal i feel like and it definitely seems like something he got from the knights of ren yeah it is interesting we got to see his face i was not expecting to see to see the the leader's face and i was not expecting it to look like that either (laughs) he's been protecting his face so well all this time his body is like a mess of scars and and burn tissue and then his face is like this chiseled greek god looking thing yeah it's weird yeah, and he's got that platinum hair. I mm-hmm. feel like he looks a lot like Lor Santeca, mm-hmm. who is actually down below. What if he is a Santeca or a Teca, however <laughs> this is, these names work? Because look at the way that Lor Santeca huh. is looking at him. He's like, he looks like me. 
He's looking at him with kind of these squinty eyes like, <laughs> I've seen him somewhere before. <laughs> Where was it? Hmm. Oh, man, it's really interesting. So he sets down the helmet. And he leaves it there. Come look us up. Which is fascinating because then like a decade later or however long, yeah. almost, you know, Kylo Ren goes back like he knew he would go back. Yeah. And he picks it up and he puts it on. And he has this telepathic or speaker. I think it activated. The red light came on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's it's some kind of communicative device. Wow. Yeah. So he just left it there as a plan this whole time for it to be activated when Kylo Ren put it on. Man, oh man. That's that's quite I don't think a, a it was plan. a decade. Right. Probably yeah. not. But L- still at least five years. So issue number two ends with the three Jedi coming back to Ren right after he took the helmet off. They call him Ben. I'm sorry, this is over. You have nowhere left to run. Because they decided against, uh, you know, running off and and telling Leia about this until they had all the facts. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't even know for sure if Ben did what he said he did in blowing up the temple. Right, and they didn't know if Luke was dead and they didn't didn't know anything. So now they've want to take him in and find out what happened and uh, i think they're all gonna die yeah they're all gonna die yeah i think obviously the leader of the knights of ren is gonna die yep because there needs to be a new kylo yep or i think i'm starting to think that that was the the true name yes that he came up with as a child because he thought that it was weird yeah he didn't want to share it he was embarrassed I once heard somebody on a on another show, like a years a couple years ago, say that they thought that Kylo was uh, a combination of Skywalker and Solo. Hmm. So maybe that's like something he came up with because he didn't like the name being named after someone so famous yeah. that he'd never met before. I'm starting to think that that's probably it. Yeah. I hope we find out and they don't yeah. just tease it and then suddenly he's Kylo and they don't actually <laughs> tell us why he came up with that. Right. So the next issue, number three, it says in the very back of it, it says Ben Solo faces his fellow Jedi in battle and there's a price to pay to join the fabled Knights of Ren, a deadly one. A price higher than killing three Jedi, probably. Like, that's not going to be enough, is it? Killing your own uh, brother wasn't enough for that one, dude. It's because he wasn't actually a Force user, I think. He lied about it. He actually lifted up his blaster using the Force, though. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing with about reading comics on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did for the first one. Yeah, I think, I think the dude just didn't... He had the attitude... Uh-huh. But the shadow wasn't dark enough in his uh-huh. heart. Whatever on earth and the galaxy that could even mean. <laughs> so there was a lovely ad for the Mandalorian in the at the end of that comic. Yeah. Like a full page. It was beautiful. I, I still, I mean, it's season one is done and I still love seeing ads for the Mandalorian. We're, not, we're in such a good Star Wars place. Oh, yeah. And just right around the corner, we've got Clone Wars coming out. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I have been rereading... Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston uh-huh. to kind of get me back in the right mindset of where Ahsoka is going to be going after. Yes. Yeah. So that's exciting. Oh, man. <laughs> We're like just a little 
over a month away. Uh huh. Still so much to look forward to this year. Well, that was fun. Yeah. We talked about the High Republic. We talked about Resistance. We heard a crazy little song about O Peepit's Revenge. Oh, Peepit. All he wants to do is clean it. I know you guys are singing it. It's going to be stuck in my head forever, <laughs> and I'm glad. <laughs> but if you don't have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and close out this show. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Well, that means it's time for The Showbiz. That's right. You know, we aim to keep this a very interactive show, so we're going to tell you all of the different ways that you can join in the conversation. Both Josh and I can be found on the podcast Twitter and Instagram. That's at JTComLink on Twitter and at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. We're also on Facebook and Patreon if you want to get exclusive content and help support the show. And don't forget, we've got videos on YouTube. Just search our name. And if blogs are your thing, you can find ours at jamtransmissions.wordpress.com full of articles and reviews from myself, Josh, and Eden, and you can follow our personal endeavors as well. Now, Eden, where can people follow and interact with you on social media? I am on Twitter um, almost all the time, talking about Star Wars and Pokemon and soccer. It's at Eden Jean Grey, E-D-E-N-J-E-A-N-G-R-E-Y. That's me. And on behalf of Josh, who couldn't be here tonight, you can follow his artwork on Instagram at JDRow812, and you can talk with him outside of the Jam Transmission stuff on Twitter at JoshuaRow24. As for me, you can follow me at JTPDV, and I've started a new podcast recently. It's called the King Kai Cast. So for all the Dragon Ball fans out there, you can also talk to me on Twitter at King Kai Cast. And of course, if you want to hear your voicemails or emails on the show, you got to get them sent in by Monday nights to comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K, at jamtransmissions.com. And that, ladies and droids, is the showbiz. Now, I've been working on a secret project, and it's not another song. Not yet. I'm sure there will be plenty of those popping up. And I want to let you all know that something really cool is coming your way. Something that we haven't done before on Jam Transmissions. It's not a new segment. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't even. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it might be coming next week. It might come the week after that. But be on the lookout. With all this (laughs) old historical stuff we got going on. You know, there's a lot of lore about the Old Republic. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of our friends, I learned I learned from our live stream that a lot of our friends, uh, that live stream was their first foray into Ooh. the Old Republic. Hmm. But I got something a little special for you guys coming up here real soon. Real exciting. Yeah. You guys won't know what hit you. <laughs> so we're going to leave it at that. This is the end of the show. Any final thoughts, Eden? Besides more Niku? Oh, peep it. <laughs> they would they're they're a great duo. Niku and OP bit forever. Niku and OP bit for president. Fair enough. Well we're gonna end with the full song with the guitar solo. <laughs> Sick guitar solo. Enjoy guys. Eden, may the force be with you. And with all of our listeners, always. Don't
spoken.